you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. All right, squirrels. I don't know what accent that was, but welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk, found on the Sonar Network. Sonar, Sonar, Sonar. Oh, just pinching one off there. My name is Vicky Licks, the host of this podcast, and my co-host, as per usual, stuck in the drive-thru, is... Selena Vile. You all right, babes? Yeah, all right, babes. <laughs> just had to pinch the loaf. Okay. Yep. You know, I, I would, last time I was in London was three years ago, and I walked into a restaurant, and someone said, are you all right? And I was like, oh, my God, am I all right? Is something wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like why? What, what do I look like? Do I look like I've been through something? <laughs> You're right. I love that. That's a good, that's a good expression. It's like, you're right. It's like, no. You're right. No. I like it. Yeah, me too. When was the last time you were in London or England? 1997. I was about to say that was the first time. Uh, 1952. <laughs> no, I was there. I was there three years ago. Three years ago? Uh, yeah. For what? Uh, a vacation. I. Um, I, I did a little Euro tour with my friend Whitney, who lives in Seattle, who we, I met in Buenos Aires. And we did um, Berlin, Barcelona, Paris, and London. That was over three years ago, because I, I feel like we've nope. been together for a, a full three years. You haven't been on vacation. Nope, it was 2017. It was right, and like as That's soon as I came back. That's four years ago. That's what? That's four years ago now. It's 2021. Okay, it was September 2017. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. <laughs> and as soon as I got back, um, you put me in drag. That that makes sense. That makes sense to the timeline in my head. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where did you go in London? London? You went London. What? You went to London. I went to London. Yeah. Anywhere else outside London or just London? No, just London town. I was only there for a couple of days. Uh, I, when I went to London, we also went to like Stratford upon Avon. Oh. Mm-hmm. We went to some castle somewhere too. Ooh, bath maybe? Oh, I did take a bath. I don't know if it was in bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair uh, enough. I know you were stinky. The castle was cool though. I have to be honest. I feel like I saw spirits. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. You know You saw like... Rebecca. Rebecca? Rebecca. Who's that? Isn't that the, the character of a ghost in a book? Like a man's ex-wife or like his dead wife? In a castle. I don't know. I'm making this up now. I suppose it could be. That's a real random name to throw out there, though. Rebecca? <laughs> it's the name of a, it's a, of a book, like a famous book and movie. Is it whoever wrote Wuthering Heights? Oh, wait, wait. Let me go back. Let's, uh, what, what did Kate Bush say? Not the song. Oh, she brings up the name, though, of the guy who wrote it. Um, oh. Oh, um, no, I don't know. Anyways, I went to the castle and I, I was I had my old um like my old my old uh camera as we used to have where you had to develop uh -huh. photos and stuff. But like you know when you develop the photos and there's you know when you can see spirits in the photo. Emily Bronte wrote Weathering Heights, but yeah, spirits. That's definitely not the name I was thinking of in the song. Um <clears throat> Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Wilfred, is it Wilfred? Um, Wilfred Laurier. Oh God, I'm juggling ideas now. Anyways, my camera, the photograph, 
you know when you see like spears and stuff in like old photographs there's yeah britney spears in a lot of old photographs yeah when she shaved her head spears spears (laughs) spears There was a lot of spears in the photograph. I was like, oh my God, there's so many spirits. Flames, <laughs> flames on the side of my face. <laughs> what are you, are you listening spears, to what I'm talking spears, about? Spears, spears, Really just, not. You're not. <laughs> well, this is why we can't do a ghost podcast, first of all. Because you can't no, do our ghost. Yeah. Do you, believe, do you believe in life after love and spirits, Selena Vile? I believe in both of those uh, settings, especially when you put them together, yes. Oh, so you do believe in spirits? I do, yeah. Tell me about a spirit experience you've had. Well, I haven't had one, but I do believe in them. Because? Well, because I I just, I'm a believer. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't believe that we on Earth are the only, like, I don't believe that everything you can see is all there is to the world. Ah, energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there have been some great spiritualists on The Real Housewives. And uh, and they've said some things that really shocked the women that nobody else would have known. Um, like, remember, remember when Kim and Kyle went to go see Kim's spiritualist? And she brought up Kim's ex-boyfriend who killed himself. And she didn't, like, the spiritualist had no way of knowing that. Yeah. Have you have you been to a site before yourself? I would love to. I never have been. No, you've never. No, like I went to a psychic who was like who said like stupid like a bad site like nah, nah, yeah, no. I've, I've done those too. I went to a yeah. good one. I, I told you about this in the podcast. Deborah Cox's psychic. <laughs> yes, yes. We share the same psychic. He was very. He was like this gay guy. I think he used to date Georgie Girl. They we were a couple. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, but he um, was right. He was very accurate. And you, I recorded the whole thing on my phone. Because you're allowed okay. to do that. So I recorded the okay. whole session. And I'm so excited to listen back. I lost my phone that night. <gasps> oh. I wasn't supposed to listen back to it. Because you know what? There's a lot of things he said that I would have played into. The world wow. works in mysterious ways. Did you ask Deborah if she found your phone? I should. Next time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> De- what was, was she on the Bodyguard soundtrack? What did she do with the Bodyguard, Deborah? She was in the Bodyguard musical. She did that, yes. Bodyguard musical. Yeah. Um, got it. Yeah, okay. just a few years ago. Speaking <laughs> about Deborah Cox, let's bring in some of the English Cox from. Yes, uh, how did they Deborah get here? CK. They are supposed to be here. <laughs> See, I'm trying to remember Deborah Cox's songs, but I don't remember any of them. Right. Um, who do you love if you really don't want me? If you really don't need me? What was the year that like Deborah Cox was huge? It was in the 90s. I don't remember the year, but it was in the 90s. 90s. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Was it before yeah. or after Love Inc.? I want to say it was after. All right. You know I love me some Love Inc., some Simone Denny. Well, I mean. Oh, she would be a great judge, wouldn't she, on Drag Race? I don't know what her personality is like or how much she cares about. <laughs> I met her. I met her. I did a show with her. Okay. And what do you think? Would she be a great host or judge? She's a little quiet, but she's like, she's got a big voice to make up for it. Okay. Good, good, good. And yeah. she loves, she loves drag. She does love drag. Yeah. She has to. Okay. Love Inc. Hello. Well, yeah. That's the, Everybody... anthem, that's the anthem of like, that's the anthem of every gay pride. Yeah. It is. All right, but let's talk about Drag Race UK and this season two that's happening right now, episode three. I'm living for this season. It is so fun. 
I'm wondering too, because this was shot before COVID, obviously, and now we're watching. These of- episodes were yes, yes, and they're going to obviously get into pre uh, post COVID, uh, but season mm-hmm. thirteen is obviously post COVID as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to change the dynamics of the show once we do that, and we're just really into this because it's pre COVID. I don't know. I'm interested to see the dynamics once it's moving on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it'll be really interesting also to see how they, um, if they talk about on the show, like the fact that they had like a good six month break. I would think so. I mean, what I'm imagining first episode four, I believe is when when it cuts off, but I could be mistaken. It could be episode five or something too. I have no idea. Um, Four is the last episode they recorded uh, before COVID hit. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that. I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah. So next week's episode is the last one that we're going to see that's like this uh, so far i guess we yeah as far as we know yeah yeah so how does this episode start who went home who was the second gone uh cherry valentine went home and already i forget about her cherry valentine from darlington so gay so gay mm-hmm. already i forgot about her <laughs> i did you leave cherry alone she, you she's know, fine I, you don't gotta remember every cherry hey this is true mm-hmm. um yeah, you know what? She was, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, I didn't get a lot from Cherry, I'll be honest. <laughs> so Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of people be like, I can't believe the eliminations this season. Last week's was bullshit. And I was like, "Real? was it? Like, was it bullshit? Because I, I was think good she with was, it. I was, good, I was with it. good with it. Also, I have to tell you, like, Tace was like pretty, I mean, the memes that are going around, I mean, her face is just so stunning. Even just like the met- watching her face doing that song, which was so ridiculous to me. Memories, come on. But just, watch, <laughs> just seeing her eyes, she has a lot of intention in her eyes. And I, I fucking love Taze. Yes. Yeah, she owned that song. Well, she owned uh, performing. She owned performing that song. She did. And I would love to know how she keeps her four-foot-long wigs from tangling, okay? Because yes. I, I have no idea. I've had wigs like this, and I feel like I'm caught in a spider's web the whole time. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, as soon as I put it on, I'm like, ah. <laughs> See, like wigs, I'm like, those kind of like long hair wigs, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm literally like a, like a cat with yarn. I have no idea what's happening with those. A cat with yarn? <laughs> I feel like I'm tangled. <laughs> but hers is like, um, it's so lush, it's so plush, like she's not even, she's not even bothered by it. It's great. She's not bothered. I, do I look bothered? Do I look bothered? <laughs> All right, so what happens? We're saying goodbye to Cherry, and then the girls gather around to discuss it. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't find this part very eventful. They're just like, yay, Veronica, you're in the top. Good for you. We see you now. And, um, and let's get to next week, or let's get to the next episode. <laughs> I do think Ellie is, like, really making a stink of, like, wanting to make a win. She's, like, really wanting to win this. Like, oh, like she wants a badge. That's cute, Ellie. That's really cute. You hate Ellie. <laughs> I kind of do. I just love that you hate her because she reminds you of so many people. <laughs> like, so, it's not even one person. She reminds me of so many people. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, but you know, that is that is his type of drag nowadays. Like, that, Ellie represents a lot of drag. So it's yeah. kind of interesting to see her on this and for that, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, hungry. But is she hung? We need to know. That we, we know what they say about the Scottish. What do they say? Well, you know, they can barely hide what's high under those kilts. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Um, remember on Sex and the City when Samantha <laughs> met the Scottish guy at, at Trey and Charlotte's wedding? And she's like, I'm going to find out if they wear anything under those kilts. And then she came back and she goes, they do wear something, but it's very easy to take off. Scottish <laughs> <laughs> guys are supposed to be very well hung, from what I can tell. Oh, also, I had a psychic tell me that. <laughs> that Scottish guys are well hung? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I had a psychic intervention once. A guy stopped me and was like, he he just like so he just started talking to me out of nowhere. He was like, "You're a Cap, you're a Capricorius." I was like, "Yeah, nobody says that." <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, "You're a Capricorius." He's like, "Yeah, interesting." All right, you need to go to Scotland. The men are bigger there. I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh my god! Wait, and you've never gone? No, I've been trying. I've been I've been waiting for my ticket. Hold on. When did this happen? Like when I first got to Toronto, it was a really intense moment. I got chills when he talked to me. He just came in. That out of was nowhere. like 13 years ago. I know. Well, uh, life happens. Yeah, and in 13 years, you go to Scotland if someone tells you you got to go there because the men have big cocks there. I didn't know this. This guy just came out of nowhere wearing a bucket hat. I didn't know who he was. All right. Well, listen. This bucket hat knew you were Capricarius. Speaking about psychics, though, like, I've had a couple psychic interventions. Yeah, there you go. Now we know. I'm ready for you, Lawrence Chen. Did they predict me coming into your life? You? Yeah. No one's talked about you. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And the name on everybody's lips. What the fuck? I know that hurts your soul to hear that. It does. (laughs) No one's talking about you. (laughs) I don't believe you. You know what, though? What I love is Tia Coffee and her confessionals. She is very funny. She does have the best confessional. She really, and she has like a face that doesn't move when she's talking. Yeah. So like everything she's saying just comes out so dryly. I love it. She is a great comic. Like I could see, I don't know if she'd do great at improv or sketch necessarily, but like stand-up, I could see Tia being a really great stand-up. Yeah. A great commentator, a great like something. Absolutely. I'm really digging Tia. Well, we'll get into the episode, but I'm really digging her. Yeah. Uh, So you choose Tia Coffee. I choose both tea, coffee, and in and, and my enema, both. Ooh. Uh, um, uh, uh, a cocktail of tea and coffee. Mm. Um, so the next day, Rue walks into the workroom, and she tells them that they are going to be limboing for their lives at the Notting Hill Carnival. Uh-huh. They are lowering the bar on the challenges, darling. Is that a thing, the Notting Hill Carnival? I've never heard of this, but I mean, why would I? I'm sure Nottingham has a carnival. I, what do you think they're lying about that? Notting Hill, not Nottingham. There's too many noddings. There are too many noddings. There's I've never many... even heard of a nodding before that. That, no- that Nottingham Hugh Grant sh- movie. Nottingham, sure. Nottingham. Uh-huh. Nottingham uh-huh. Hill. Nodding. Uh-huh. Nodding. Knots Landing. Knots. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's nuts it's nuts the knots are nuts nut or cut Uh, they bring in a drag um, superstar of the UK to DJ they bring in Jodie Harsh Jodie Jodie Harsh I guess she won't be applying for season 3 no she would never you know what was interesting (laughs) is that they brought her on because when they were developing Drag Race UK they had this in development for 5 years it's been on the burner for a long time but when Mm -hmm. They were a lot of there was a lot of talk about Jody Harsh being the judge on the show, the okay. recall, or like being a permanent judge on the show, right? Um, so there were Jody was really heavily involved in those talks, and then obviously they didn't go that direction. So it's interesting to see her come on and 
you know, be a DJ. <laughs> Which is what I she know, does. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they also never showed her again. Like they just like introduced her and then like she was background for the rest of the day. Yes, but she is like a drag, uh, drag icon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Obviously, her name comes from Jody Marsh. Who do you know, Jody Marsh? Um, I used to read about her a lot on D-listed, but I never really knew who she was or what she did. So she was like a Lindsay Lohan type in the UK, where she was like right, uh, like she was a mess. celeb growls that was just always in the the the, the what do they call it in the UK. The daily in the paps in the in the daily mail in the um all those in the rags yeah and then she did a big brother uk which if you never watched big brother uk let me tell you it is the best television you ever watch celebrity big brother uk regular big brother the characters are all insane it's the best tv you'll ever see um mm-hmm. but she was on that show i think she won it i think she won a season there too right it was around the time that yeah when i was reading dillis it was around the time that she was on uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, Jody Marsh. All right, but here yeah. we go. We are doing a limbo bar challenge. And this is really fun. I, okay, just, I'm just gonna wrap this up real quick. This might be one of my favorite mini challenges they've ever done. Really? Yeah, I was just really, <laughs> I was really, in, but they took a lot of time on it, but I was like, this is so fun. I love this stuff though. This is like a party game. I love it. Yeah, I do love party games. It, I just don't know, like, it, I mean, it's just limbo. I don't know how excited I was about it. Oh, I was living for I had the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> I just picture you <laughs> sitting there with a smile. Because um, when they're bending, and they're like, oh, is she going to fall? And like, you, just, you don't know what's going to happen. You're <laughs> so then, easy to please. People, I love it. Some of the people that you're like, oh, this bitch can't do it. And then she's like, you're like, wow, that bitch did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two who did the best were... Veronica, Veronica and Chase, and they lowered that bar to the the lowest bar, and they literally yeah. like broke their ankles. I couldn't believe it. I was like gobsmacked. This is the best television I've ever watched. <laughs> My God. Okay, wait. What I couldn't believe was how limbo? many. I couldn't believe how many people put on a giant headdress to do the limbo. Like you want to make yourself taller? What? Well, they were given prompts to bring clothes for like the carnival thing. So this is why they dressed up for this. Hmm. So, I mean, Ellie wanted to show off. You know, she brought it. She brought it. She also, uh, she did very well considering she's a big girl. Yeah, she's tall. She's very tall. But she's very limp. Like, she really bent, she really bent over. Yeah, and Ahura was not happy about her ball situation. Yeah, her balls were, um, I told you, the Scottish. What did I tell you? Mm, there it is. Big bollocks. Yeah. So, the winners are, as we said, Veronica and Taste. They both tied. Yeah. Uh, also, Lawrence, uh, when when Lawrence fell, is very funny too. That's what I call a death drop, babes. <laughs> also, Ellie dropped in a death drop. Of course, she did. Well, she has to. Mm-hmm. Just to prove herself. Um, so, as the winners, well, before they they tell you what the winners get. Um, they have to pair up with their best friend. So find your bestie, and that's your partner for the next challenge. Cute, cute. Cute. I'm, I was actually wondering if someone was going to be left out and be like, who's my best friend? But everybody found their best friend. I love that. And then we find out that it is a design challenge, and they have to pick uh, boxes based on color. And uh, the winners of, of, this, of this mini challenge get to assign who gets which color. 
Yeah, so Tace and Veronica both give out the boxes to everybody. Uh, yeah. Veronica, uh, who was who her? She uh, chooses Veronica, green. Yeah, her, <laughs> Tia and Veronica choose green because her name is Veronica Green. Yes, Tia is not very happy about the choice. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Michelle doesn't like green, but who cares? You know, you know who cares? Yeah. And then Tace and Ahura do black. Yes. Because black ought to be black, because you got to be black. <laughs> then it's a versatile color. They, they give uh, gold to, well, the leftover is gold. It goes to Ellie and Lawrence. They get uh-huh. And then yep. the blue goes to... Estina and uh, Bimini, the body girls. Right, and then uh, Ginny and sister get pink. That's right. Is that all of them? Yeah, that's it. This is Cute. Be, Nobody gets red. This is going to be a real quick season compared to season 13. <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels like it's flying by. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, so it's a, it's a who are best challenge, like you said. So there's winners, there's losers. There's no safe. Uh, it's who are best. It's you're against you're against your best friend now. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they don't know they don't know how it's going to play out until uh, Rue comes back into the workroom. Oh, yeah. Right now, they think that they're just they're, they're just like showing them. You know, I mean, they're just doing their own thing. Right. Um, and this is like a proper like a proper sewing challenge, which we don't get a ton on Ruggers, where it's like you they were their their boxes are full of like beautiful materials. Like fabric, like real expensive fabrics, you know? Yeah, and I love that Tia's like, I can't believe we're getting real fabric. I've been, you know, I've been practicing with garbage bins. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, usually on this, you expect to get like unconventional like shit. Yeah. And so that's like kind of what you imagine you're making. Some, but this is like actual stuff. So it's different because you're actually given like, how would you make your own designer gown for yourself if you could? Right. Um, and so you really do have to know how to sew for this. And this stresses me out because I know how to sew. I know how to sew, but I'm not like a seamstress. So I, you know, I want to be able to sew myself a gown. I don't know. Not sure. Do you know how to work with a sewing machine? I have, but like threading a bobbin is so much work. I don't like it. Right. It, it really is. It's stressful. Um, there are some people in the room who are more equipped, like Ahura went to fashion school um, Ginny can hand sew, but she's not adept with the machine. She's worried about that. Lawrence can sew, learned by his mom. And obviously Ellie is a great sewer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, with unconventional materials, you can get away with a lot of stuff, gluing, all that stuff. This, you can't really get, get away with it. It's kind of like, you got to make a lot of hems, Derek Barry. Yeah. So there's a hem there. There's a hem there. Get your hem on. Yeah, so each team basically seems to have like someone who's more adept and someone who's less adept. Sure, that's how you want to put it. <laughs> yeah. Are you adept? <laughs> Are you adept? Um, Tace is not very adept, but Ahura is there to step up and help her <laughs> because Ahura wants to fuck her again. So we really get into this and the saxophone is just like, whew, this, they have them on standby. He is right Kenny G showed up again. Yeah, Kenny G has got a. She just got a new, uh, a new Jerry curl going on, so we get to mm-hmm. feel that coming through the saxophone. <laughs> and they're talking about, they're like they were properly like I can say proper because I'm so British now. They were properly in uh, in love, I guess. I'm not gonna say they're in love, but there's definitely they're definitely attracted to. You mean each they're having other. sex at a wedlock? I don't believe it. I won't believe it. 
listen, if one of them gets pregnant, they have to go back to their hometown, have the baby, and you then the give it up for adoption. Way, best way to solve that, do it in the butt. That's what I say. That's right. No babies get made if you do it in the butt. Do people know? Mm-hmm. We've been doing it since the beginning of time. <laughs> um, Rue comes into the workroom saying, what? You all right, babes? Who's, who did she say that to? She said it. She walks into the workroom and says it. Yeah, right, babe. She just says it as a greeting. Right, right. Yeah, she's getting into it. She's becoming the character of British RuPaul. (laughs) BruPaul. (laughs) They should change it. (laughs) BruPaul. Oh, Brooke Crew. BruPaul is here. (laughs) Makes you think of like coffee, RuPaul. Uh, She's going around. (laughs) It does. It sounds like like a, a set it and forget it kind of coffee. So yeah. they are, RuPaul's going around the room talking to the gals about their looks and stuff. Um, she stops by Ginny and Sister Station. And, uh, you know, she's ta- having this conversation with Ginny, which is very interesting to me because Ginny has been brought on the show and she is very different from a normal cast. Uh-huh. Ginny, like, I, I was surprised to see her because I was like, this is, they're going out of their comfort zone in casting. And I love it. I love it personally. Yeah. And they're really, they really seem to be using the UK as their experimental um, playground because, like, Crystal was the first person they cast that kept their body hair. I would say they're using this all for every version outside of America, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but it's seeping into the American as, as, as they go. Um, yeah. What was my thought? With, uh, so RuPaul is basically kind of pitching to Jenny to try being Uncle Amazon. And I have mixed feelings on this. Because I get what she's saying. She's saying, like, have you ever felt beautiful? And Jenny's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't feel beautiful. That's why I don't dress beautiful. I do comedy. Like, you know, that's, I mean, and for us as comedy queens, like, and we know a lot of these queens too, is like, that's why they're in their comfort zone of doing that st- style, right? Right. But she's wanting to push her outside of that. And I do love when they push them outside of that. It's just like how fast you can push them outside of their comfort zone, you know? Yeah, so this is a moment that I watched back to make sure that Rue wasn't taking it too far here because we don't, like, we obviously hate when they're like, change your style for the show and then we'll send you home that day. They try and make a cookie cutter version sometimes, yes. Yeah, but the conversation Rue had with Ginny, I watched it back a couple of times and, like, it was very lighthearted. It was more like Rue just encouraging her to try something new. It wasn't like, well, you better you better step it up or you better, you know, change your aesthetic for us. It was more like, hey, have you ever thought of that? Maybe you should try it. It just felt very light conversation and very, um, like, just a suggestion, but not a requirement. That's how I took it. I didn't, I heard that too. I did, it did feel like she was putting a lot more pressure in that for myself hearing it anyways. Um, right. I felt like she was... T- and, and Jenny in hearing this, because when RuPaul gives um, little drops of nuggets of wisdom in her little walk rounds, you really have to hang on to that as one of the contestants because that's going to come back to haunt you. It'll, we've seen that a million times before. So Jenny is like, all right, she's telling me to try hips and tits and, you know, be glamour. I got to do it. Otherwise, I might be going home. So she's she's smart girl and that she's listening. Yeah. But did she sell herself too much into that narrative, you know? And that's, that was my worry with that, because I love Ginny for who she is. Right. We'll talk about that when we get to it, because I do have thoughts on what ended up happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
all right. So she's walking. She's also talking to both Ellie and Lawrence, who are both the Scottish queens. And it's interesting because they're the first Scottish queens on the show. Uh huh. It's interesting to hear the Scottish what the Scottish strike scene is like. Yeah. So they don't. They get paid peanuts. They get paid peanuts. Shea Coulee made a tweet Penis. about it. Pe- they get paid penis. Um, Shea, actually, Lawrence did tell Rue, she's like, I haven't gone sucking the wiener. What did she call them? Did I haven't had wieners? to suck any willies yet. Willies, that's it. Uh, but no, Shay made a, a, a tweet about it saying um, how she, when she was over there, she found out how much the local girls make and she was like shocked by it because it's it's so little. But also, it's. I was shocked when I heard how much Montreal queens make. I was shocked how much I heard how much Ottawa queens make. Like, it's not just... Scotland, it's it's all the small scenes around the world, really, even in in countries like ours. Yeah, and I think that's a great way of like even discussing Canadians, right? Because there are a lot of, I mean, I would say Toronto is the highest paid, I suppose. Um, yeah, and that's why we have a large surplus of drag queens here because there's yeah. less opportunities and there's most opportunity to be able to make money and do it as a, an actual job, right? Whereas right. other cities and towns, they're not really getting paid a lot. It's more of um, uh, I don't want to say hobby, but like it's more of like a part-time thing that they have to do along with a lot of other jobs, right? Uh-huh. And that's kind of a similar situation with the, the Scottish Queen. So it was interesting to hear that. And uh, you really have to be dedicated to drag to be able to keep up with that. So both Ellie and Lawrence obviously want this. Yeah. And Ellie's been working in a drive-thru, so. Also, how did Rue not know what drive-thru meant? Well, she didn't say drive-thru. She said something else, didn't she? She said drive through instead of fa- and Rue was like drive through and she goes fast food and she goes oh I don't know <laughs> yeah right um, she also talks to Bimini and Estina about how they're like the body girls um, and Estina shows her her sketch and Rue is not impressed. well it's a basic sketch and so this again goes back to like when she's doing her walk arounds you really have to come listen to what she's saying yeah. And I don't think Estina was really listening to what she said, but I have some opinions about this too. I'm going to get to the runway. Yes. And then I think that's it for the walk around, right? Yeah. Well, actually, sorry. I skipped over Lauren's telling um, Rue that Ahura and Chase are fucking. Yeah, Lawrence is not cutting any corners. They're totally fucking. Wait. <laughs> they're fucking. That's fine. I can't get it. I have noticed some sexual chemistry between Tace and Ahura. <laughs> I love how, I love everybody's interpretations of Lawrence's accent. <laughs> she friends. is a fucking character. Oh yeah, she's like an SNL character. I mean, somebody could do her on SNL. I mean, Mike Myers has been doing her for years. Uh, she is the Mike Myers of drag. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she pulls that out. So this is a whole storyline. We're getting we're getting some drag love, which we don't have a lot on the series. I think the only other time that happened was Vanjie in Brooklyn, actually. Yeah, they were the, they were like a, a an actual couple. There was also Jinx having a crush on what's Ivy, her name on Ivy. Well, Ivy had a boyfriend at the time, so that it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is weird. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. There isn't a lot because we also. Um, we don't we, we don't mix business with pleasure, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't shit where you eat. I don't like to do that, anyways. Listen, there are a lot of cute drag boys out of drag, right? But I like for me, it's like no, I can't, I can't do it. 
I can't. Right. It's, it's too close to home. I do like when I see a drag couple. I think that's cute, but it's not for me. There are a lot of cute drag. No, I listen. I love it. I live for it. You have got, you Kai Kai all you want. You scissor sister each other to death. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't um, think I have slept with a fellow drag queen. Have you? I've been propositioned. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> um, but you never, you've never taken the bait. I'm trying to. I'm going through my Rolodex. Um, <laughs> I, I maybe have. I can't remember. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I've been, right. around, been around a long time. Yeah. Anyways, RuPaul exits the room, and then the girls are just all sewing away. Well, that's when she tells them. She's like, well, the person you're up against, one of you is going to be in the top, one of you is going to be in the bottom. And if, you're in, if, you're, if you didn't wear it best, you're at risk of going home, bitches. And that sets off Veronica Green. Veronica gets like very worried about having to send Tia home. And it's like, Veronica, you're assuming you're going to have the better outfit. <laughs> she gives me such strong Courtney Act vibes, but I get like a likable Courtney Act, you know? You're getting Jocelyn Fox because she's a likable Courtney <laughs> No, this is not Jocelyn Fox. It's a Courtney Act. I'm getting both. I'm getting both of them in one. Great. She sounds like Courtney. She has her voice. Her face is like Courtney. Her drag looks like Courtney. Her attitude is like Courtney. She's got a body like Courtney. Um, I don't know why you're arguing this with me. <laughs> well, because she has the spirit of Jocelyn. No, she does not. She does. <laughs> there is no want want in her. Want want. You're right. There is no want want in her. All right. So the girls are all talking, and uh, we have this lovely moment between. Ginny Lemon talking about being non-binary. Yeah, so the first person she talks to about it is, um, what's her name? Yes. God, I need her to go already so I can stop forgetting that I'm forgetting about her. Um, but she, yeah, so they're like, hey, how do you feel about the color pink? And then she goes, oh, it's great. Um, I naturally gravitate towards yellow because it's positivity and healing. And it's also the non-binary color because it's not associated with male or female. Um, and she tells us that she's never loved herself and she had a hard childhood, which she doesn't dive into, but what she says is very powerful is that me and my siblings survived. We didn't live. We survived, which is crazy. Yeah. I, it's true for a lot of people. I feel. Yeah. And then she has, uh, another conversation. Bimini comes over and Bimini also identifies as non-binary. And when Bimini turns to Ginny, like immediately I knew it was going to happen. Like I knew they were going to go in deep and that Bimini was going to be there for Ginny. And like, I immediately started to cry. Like as soon as Bimini turned around and said, how you doing? Like, ah, oh, that got me. It was really beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful moments I think on Drag Race history. Um, and they really broke down what non-binary means. And I really yeah. appreciated that because I am a queer identifying person. But like, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around non-binary myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying this to somebody, I probably am non-binary, to be honest. I, I, and a lot of drag artists, I feel, probably are non-binary. Yeah. This is just like my lifestyle. I live between the male and the female. I like both hyper. I like them both. You know, like that's just how I identify. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to like us being pulled towards a career where we dress up as women. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And there's something non-binary about that. But I've never been able to understand the, uh, the, uh, the, 
the wording of non-binary has never resonated with me until yeah. this episode where they're like, there is binary, which is woman and male. Um, yeah. And then non-binary is just everything in between. And like, it's just free floating, right? We're just kind of gender fluid. Yeah. And that made sense to me. And I don't know why, I don't know why this was the first time that really connected, but I was like, yeah, that makes, for some reason, this is the way they talked about it. And they were so earnest about it. Yeah. And they weren't trying to draw attention to themselves as a story or any of that. It just made the most sense to me. And I loved it. It was beautiful television. It was beautiful. such a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And this is when this, the power of this show really comes through is, is in these moments. And I, I, I just, I adore, I adore, I adore this season. I do. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's such a good season. And you know, all non-binary people have yellow hair now, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's your tell. Every that's, time that's you walk by, you're like, wait a second, is that blonde or is that a hot yellow? Non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need yeah. to start color coding ourselves just to make it easier, huh? Yeah, it's like the handkerchief system. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, uh, salmon. Go for it. You you are saying you give me you know salmon. Why? You're saying I'm I'm always swimming upstream, girl. Ooh, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, what <laughs> happens next? You know, also I want to say this quickly. Jenny reminds me a lot of Lady Counterpunch, who is a uh, a drag artist in Toronto. Yeah, I guess some Lady Counterpunch vibes from Jenny, and just in that term of like they have this kind of uh, gender fluid, uh, clownish vibe, uh, comedy. Like I love it. I love it. I love Lady Contrapunt so much. Go follow Lady Contrapunt. Very funny. Go check her out. Um, uh, Veronica is shocked that Tia switched up her materials completely and she thinks that she's fucking herself over, which honestly she probably is. Yeah, Tia's just not in the right head frame for this at all. She's already, self, she's, you know, the self-saboteur. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's knocking at the doors, people. Don't let him in. <laughs> that's right i mean she does want to take a risk and i applaud that however have, is this the risk you want to take did you ask, did you ask for a self-saboteur i'm here there i am <laughs> i asked for a plumber not a self-saboteur get the fuck out <laughs> um also we so find that apparently a horse says taste finishes quick hmm interesting hey <laughs> that's a joke i don't believe that for a second taste takes her time well maybe taste can do multiple times mm. Mm. i'm here for some taste taste of me another thing a horror says is that she's been like blacklisted from the design community because she's a dry queen that um, surprises me that's really surprising to me it doesn't really surprise me because when you're in an industry, you have an idea of what the other industry is. And like, I could see designers being like, oh, you're a drag queen. So you're just going to do like campy, big, like, like drag outfits. Like no one sees drag as fashion or people are, people do now, but like, I could see that there'd be a thing because um, we have a great performer here, Gaping Hole, who's also in the film industry and lost a lot of film um, opportunities like behind the scenes because she's a drag queen. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I, I, I personally know a lot of drag designers, you know, like um, the Heathers are a great example. Um, right. The Heatherette, I guess. Right. Heather, I'm getting confused now. They're, they're a fabulous example of drag designers. There's so many. Um, but yeah, I guess I could see where, you know, I think as anybody who, 
Yeah, maybe maybe it is the cat factor with the two. Maybe maybe people think it's just like you're doing costumes, not fashion, right? That's yes, that's it. Yeah, costumes, yeah. And fashion. And you know what? It may also be um, the fact that drag takes inspirations from everywhere else, right? Like drag takes inspirations from fashion. So people may see it also as like a copycat medium. There's a lot of cosplay. There's a lot of like, recre- yeah, I can see where this is going now. There's a lot of recreation of other fashion looks. So a lot of people yeah. recreate Alexander McQueen head to toe. They do a recreation of that look and it's yeah. not an interpretation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the difference with fashion designers is that they come up with original concepts for their looks. Yeah. And then people who are seamstresses and good sewers, maybe that is a horror, who knows, they're able to recreate those looks or just create looks based around those things. Uh huh. And maybe that's where this is coming from because she's a very good sewer. She is indeed. And she is helping Taste out the whole time. She is. She really is. And she's happy to. Yeah. Um, Ginny is putting on pads for the first time. Yeah, Drag Race is maybe not the place to do all these things. <laughs> I always feel like, I mean, I know who Jenny Lemon is. I know she knows who she is going into this. I maybe would have tried those on before going there, perhaps. Yeah. But we love watching her trying those boobs on. She's very funny. <laughs> she is. She is. And this is, I think this is probably the longest workroom episode we've ever had. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. No, I feel like we're actually getting to know these girls better than four episodes of Drag Race US. Yeah. I feel like I get to know all these girls so much better just from this one episode. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's all we need. That's all we need. All right, I guess we're getting to the runway, right? Bring it to the runway. Runway. Well, should we take a break for our sponsor first and then come back and talk about the looks? Thank you for noticing. We should take a break for our sponsor. Hopefully they're here today. <laughs> well, one day, one day, you never know. My papa, and then you'll all be very surprised. You'll all be like, wow, they really weren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. Okay, we'll be back after this quick break. Hop, hop, hop. Hop, hop, I'm back from my break. Are you back too? Uh, hop, 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 hop. Yes, I am. <laughs> so Winnie, <laughs> that's so Winnie the Pooh of us. Oh, I knew you were doing Winnie the Pooh. Pop, pop, it feels like rain. Oh, no. <laughs> tut, tut, it feels like rain. Oh, tut, tut, sorry. Tut, tut, it feels like rain. I fucking love Winnie the Pooh. You know, nothing makes me laugh harder. I can still watch the Winnie the Pooh movie and I will, I will shit myself laughing. <laughs> You're a simple gal, aren't you? <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's so, <laughs> when she's stuck in that gopher hole and in Rabbit's house, and then Rabbit starts making like a little uh, like shelf around her Pooh's butt and like draws a uh-huh. Pooh's head on it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Pooh <laughs>, laughs, and then uh-huh. Rabbit's like, uh-huh. "Oh, Pooh, you wrecked my moves." <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's comedy. That's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we post that on the Scroll Talk podcast Instagram? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you makes, send me the link, I'll put it up. I honestly, it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> and one pool bends over and then his stuffing just comes out. It's just so stupid. Oh my God. 
<laughs> if you want to laugh like Vicky, head on over to Squirrel Talk Podcast on Instagram. I don't know. I used to read the Winnie the Pooh books when I was younger. I would just bust out laughing uncontrollably. Oh <laughs> <laughs> people were like, are you okay? I was like, it's so funny. <laughs> I can't believe you. This is the world is falling in love with you right now. It's oh, this Winnie the Pooh moment. Uh, Pooh Bear is Canadian. We're back in the UK. Let's talk this. So we're on the runway, yes. right? We're on the runway. We have Michelle Vassaus. <laughs> oh, you're still laughing about Winnie. Can't stop thinking about. Okay. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh. Uh, okay, RuPaul looks great. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have Graham Norton, Michelle Visage, and then Jordan Dunn. Yes. How do you say Jordan? Jordan. Is it Jordan? Like how she said you can call her whatever you want, but she said it to Ru, not to us. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, go with this. Her, she looks in- nope. I will call her uh what she yeah, Jordan, Jordan. I'm gonna call her JD. She looks incredible. This I love outfit. I'm obsessed with it. I'm stealing this. It's stolen mm-hmm. already. Um, mm-hmm. This is such a moment just for her to wear this as a judge. I'm obsessed. Good for you, girl. You get this. And what a great judge, too. Like, what a great judge. Her her critiques were incredible. Oh my god. I am obsessed. I never heard of her, but I'm obsessed with her now. She's fucking gorgeous. She gave great critiques. She wore exactly what she needed to wear on her drag show. Mm-hmm. She talked fashion. And she gave, yeah, okay, let's let's get into it because she's fabulous. Okay, so yeah. what are we doing? So it's the verses, color verses. So the first up is uh Tase and Ahora. Giving us black, yes. Doing black. So Taste is first. Uh-huh. So uh, Taste is wearing her wig that she wore in the first week for the Welsh flag. She I think it's going to be, yeah. She just put some jewels and stuff in it, so she switched a little bit. Then she's got this nice jacket with this kind of uh, almost leatherette kind of feel to its sleeves. And it's a cute jacket with some uh, safety pins all over it. What do you think? I like it. I think it's a it's a great fashion moment. I get that it was probably not the most well constructed, but I think it's a really cool look and it looks great on her. She wears it well. I think the only thing that hurt her was the wig because she already just wore this wig. And this wig, by the way, is amazing. I love this wig. Yeah. You can't wear this like almost back to back. You can't. It's a statement wig. It it had its moment. You you shouldn't have worn it again. And I'm kind of concerned because we've already seen that long forfeit wig a couple of times, too. So I'm like, you have a lot of wigs. Are we low right? on yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I like both of them, but like you also have to switch up your wig game. This is Drag Race Girl. But this outfit is actually perfect, and I actually liked it better than a horse. But the wig, the wig was a miss. Her outfit was way more a moment than a horse was. It was fr- this is fashion to me. I'm gonna say yeah. this is fashion to me. She has an eye for like concept, and this is great. Yeah. I nut. I um, nut it. I nut it. It is a nut for me. Then we have Ahura coming down wearing um, Sharon Needle's poodle look from the dog ball, uh, season four. Yeah, but like droopier. So she's wearing a sequin big puff sleeve, which is very in. She's got a cat mm-hmm. suit. So she said in her, uh, when she was talking with Paul, I'm coming with a cat suit. I'm making a coat. I'm going to make some gloves. I'm going to make a hat. And I'm going to cobble some shoes. So she like went all out with this. I, but how do you feel about it? I think she did a great job with it. Um, 
it's not the most exciting thing that walked down the runway, but I think it looks really good and it looks really well made and I'm going to nut it. So I was a little disappointed just because there's a lot of talk about Ahura, you know, this whole yeah. episode. And although I do like this look, it doesn't push the fashion for me as much. You know, it's like right. you're, wearing, you're wearing a cat suit and a big sleeve coat, which is very popular right now. So this is not proving anything exceptional to me about you as a designer. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a nut, but it's like a, like a half pistachio. Right. Like I, I wanted like a full pistachio. I got a half pistachio. I like it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a black pistachio because it's, you know. It's a black runway. Yeah, it's black. So here yeah. comes pink. Yeesh. And first up we is Ginny. Ginny. So. Ginny put a body on. Ginny put a, a breasts and hip pads on. And I'm not mad about it. I, <laughs> I mean, she tried something new. It doesn't look terrible. The body doesn't look terrible. To me, what does look terrible is the outfit. It's literally just a piece of fabric wrapped around her. Um, I do like the color scheme. I still see Ginny in this. Um, she looks tiny and adorable and uncomfortable, but I, <laughs> but I'm glad she tried it. And I just wish the outfit was better. This is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. The bangs. This is like, like this is like the top tier of like going outside your comfort zone of like I want you to be you, but not you. Okay, give me something. Do you remember really the episode different. of the Golden Girls where Blanche dressed up Sophia? No, with I like that. I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, she dressed her up with um, with like. With like she she put foam breasts on her and like everything like she put makeup on her and just like made her look a little bit more slutty and this is what Ginny is giving me. Ginny <laughs> is the Sophia one hundred percent. It's just so funny. Like I've never seen somebody like go so far away from what they do. Yeah, <laughs> which I really commend her. I commend her for doing that. I think she went too far away. Um. And the, so there's, yeah, uh, the, the, the outfit is not great because there's no fort fitting to it at all. So we, right. can't even, we can't even see your hips. We can't really even see your boobs. So there's not right. even a point of putting those on. Um, and then the wig and makeup is, I mean, she's attempting things for the first time, but it's just not going the way it needs to for this. And she, and the shoes are also, like they said, very kitten heels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's just so sensible. Um, I'm giving this a cut. I'm giving this a cut, but I'm gonna give it like a warm, a warm nut from my heart because I think her intentions were good with this. It just didn't work out. Right. What do you give? Uh, it's a cut. It's definitely a cut for me. Yeah. Because it's it just wasn't. It's not an outfit that looks good. She yeah. She also needs to cut those bangs better. So there's a lot of cuts that need to be made here, Ginny. She looks cute, though. She's so cute. She looks fucking cute. This is the most bizarre transfer. This is like, you know, they do those transformations on the swan. Yes. <laughs> she looks like a swan contestant. <laughs> do you know that there is um, someone is doing a, a swan viewing party? I think yes. it's Lizzie from Speakeasy Tattoo. Yeah. I wrote in high school. It's the only essay I ever wrote. I wrote a 10-page essay yes, on the swan. Yes, 
Uh-huh. I did very well. <laughs> was your teacher like, this is for me. I love it. <laughs> I was so into that series. So yeah, I get this. Good. Okay, so who's after is Sister Sister. I almost forgot about her again. Uh-huh. Sister is giving us, I like her in blue face. I feel like this is a moment for her and this defines her a bit better for me in blue face. Right. Is that, is that, is that um, you can do blue face. You can do blue face. It's a very Smurf appropriation. Um, I think, I think she looks good. I like the outfit a lot. She's got a lot of ruchings. The pants are very mm-hmm. ruchy, which is cute. And then the arm sleeves are very long and ruchy. And yeah. um, I like this. this. This is the first time I'm seeing a look from her that I'm like, all right, I'm getting you a bit more. Um, I see where your point of view is. You know, uh-huh. like, uh, like, a, like a fun little, like this little 80s uh, doll, like a little, like a little uh, doll. Sure. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's like a like a breath doll from the 80s, you know? Okay. Um, I like it. I nut it. I also forget about it. I'm going to nut it. Yeah, it's an 80s doll from the, yeah, nut, nut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Okay, who's up next? Veronica Green. Giving us green. Giving us Ireland. Um, she, I don't know. What do you think of this? So she has got on a red wig and then she's got on a sequined two-piece elegant wear, I suppose. I don't know. Mm. I I don't love this look. I mean, it's lined, which is nice. I mean, everybody's always making me jealous. I lined it. (laughs) The wig throws me off a little with this, but I guess it works because it's red and green. I mean, she's giving like a Poison Ivy vibe, you know? Yeah, I love the wig. I think the wig is great. I think the outfit is hideous. I I mean, she's done some great runways so far. This is my least favorite. And you know, I'm going to give it a cut. I'm going to give this a cut. Yeah. Yeah, she was lucky she was up against Tia. So I cut this as well. All right. So here comes uh, Tia, as we said. She is also giving us green. And I will be honest, I thought she did better than I thought she was going to. Yeah, same. She came out with like this cute little asymmetrical sleeve, little circle squirt, circle squirt, skirt. Squirt, squirt all over it. It feels like a like an 80s prom moment. 100% 80s prom moment next to the 80s doll that is sister, sister. Yep. Because um, mm-hmm. bows are in, the big bows. We love the big bows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't, I don't hate this, you know, like in comparison to Veronica, I actually thought she could have beat her. <laughs> yeah, TBH, I don't like the outfit, but it's better than Veronica's for me. And she sold it. That was the best part of this. Like the thing with Tia is like she could wear basic things, but she really sells them well. <laughs> She's just so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is this gaping hole in her armpit, which is very sexual. <laughs> yeah do you think it was intentional <laughs> i don't think it was oh i think i think she wanted to show off that hole all right calm down we're gonna have a hole have it in your armpit you know hey yeah yeah i'm kidding don't send me your armpit pictures i don't want to see them there comes i've already sent it how do i take it back <laughs> oh, no there's so much hair i can't tell where the where it stops and starts okay <laughs> I'm, gonna give it a cut. I'm gonna give it a cut though overall overall it's a cut yeah give it a cut Got it. All right, here comes Estina Mandela. She's giving us blue um, drag race on ice. It's very much, they said it's ice skater. It's very much ice skater. It's so simple. It's so plain. It's not interesting. 
it may be well made, but it's boring and I cut it. She's given us a lot of simple, this is, she's a minimalist, I believe, as an artist, like this is her thing. She likes to do mm-hmm. minimalist kind of looks. She's shown that so far on the runways. So I get that this is what she would come up with. Um, but it is like, it's just not enough compared to everybody else. And certainly not enough to our partner. You can do minimalist and make it fashion. This is not fashion. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, okay, let's keep going on this. Okay, so I get, I'm gonna give her a cut. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a blue ivy cut. And then after is feminine. feminine. Also giving us blue navy. She's got a nice, mm-hmm. beautiful, asymmetrical wig with a little fascinator. So she's got velvet in the front, lace in the back. She's showing off what her mama gave her in the back. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Stunning. I think it is beautiful. It's incredible. It's giving me like 1920s, um, like sad artists. I think it's stunning. All the like lacy doily bits. Is so great. She's roaring 20s. Yeah, she's roaring. Yeah, I love this back and I, I I think this fashion moment is really cute. Actually, this kind of like really uh, beautiful front cover up, and then the back being so sheer. With yeah, this lace. I think that's really exciting to me, and I haven't really seen a lot of that. I might do that. It's so, so well done too. It was beautifully put together. She's got a beautiful body, so show it off, right? Yeah. And you know what? In the first runway, they were obsessed about her body, and she was like, you know, this is the most I this is the most showy off outfit I have. And then she had to make. She was like, you, you know what? They love that so much. Let's show off some more. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. It's a nut. Not, 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 not. It's my biggest nut. It's, well, she's, well, oh my God. It's your biggest nut. Yes. Ended up for today. Wow. Okay. She's got blue nuts. <laughs> Here comes gold. And first up is Ellie Diamond giving us, she says, Marie Antoinette. Everybody else gets something else. What do you get? I get a little bit of a pirate. Yeah, we get pirates. It's, there's definitely some Penzance happening here. Yes, there's some Penzance for sure. What's the what song are you getting? Pir- what's the, pi- what's one of, what's the main song from Pirates of Penzance? I am the very model of a modern major general. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, that one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I could never do that. Right, me neither. <laughs> I <laughs> get pirate as well. I don't like this i don't like this they liked it she's giving me the same silhouette every time it's a this is just a bodysuit at the end of the day right and then she embellished it she embellished it very well i will say she did embellish this bodysuit very well and i like what she did with the wig and she brought it all together but it is just a bodysuit and she's done this like her last one where it was three bodysuits basically um her dennis the menace was a bodysuit with a chap all right yeah I'm just like, I'm like, it, look, it looks really good. It looks really, really, really good. It looks really good. I don't care about it. Oh. I'm going to give this a cut. Honestly, I'm going to give it a cut. I didn't care for it. I'm going to give it a nut because it is a great outfit. And she made that like the day before, right? Like, I think it looks really, really good. I just, I just don't care. I genuinely thought she could have been in the bottom for that. Seriously. Oh, I don't know about bottom. Yeah, no, I, call me a bitch. You go ahead. I believe it. Wait a minute. Over the other people who were in the bottom? I really didn't think- care for it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I just like to drop those bombs and left people. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Here comes Lauren's chin giving us 
Uh, what did she say? She was like 40 years old in this. I don't remember what she said. <laughs> she was like, here I am, giving you 40 year old woman with this like gray wig. Selena Vile is just like, oh my God. I'm triggered. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, Lawrence is very young. So, she, I mean, 40 is a long way away from her. Yeah. In theory. By um, the way, can I just say, we forgot to bring this up. I believe we've come to the, the conclusion that this actually is her hair in the confessionals because she had it in a little top knot. Oh, okay. I don't think it's a lace front. I think that's her actual hair. She just has Bart Simpson hair 24-7. It's the strangest hair I've ever seen. I don't know uh-huh. if it's just a Scottish heritage of her family. Like, they all have this hair. But... <laughs> Well, someone love, gave it to her. I would love to see a family photo of them all with the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And pass down from generations. If you have a family photo of Lauren Shady, we would love to see it. <laughs> all right. Send it to our DMs. Dressed up as a 40-year-old woman. And yeah. uh, she's given us a gown. She's bedazzled us. She did a great job with this. She cinched it in the waist with a nice bow. She's got a beautiful um, double-sided sequin mermaid train. Beautiful. Honestly, this is so... I can't believe she just whipped this up. Yeah. It's gorgeous. She looks beautiful. It, it's, 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 it's lovely. I can't believe it. I'm really, I'm really startled. Like, Lawrence Cheney has such a bag full of tricks. Yeah. Besides dancing. She, she, dancing is not in that bag. But, you know, otherwise. Yeah, she should stop getting uh, Ellie to make her outfits and just start making her own. Yeah, well, that's why I was compared to Ellie. I was like, are you kidding? This is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's a nut. It's a gold nut. And it's a 40-year-old gold nut. 40 carat. Nut. It's a Ferrero Rocher. All nutted as well. That's right. That's right. Okay. And that is it. That's it. So our tops are Ahura, Sister Sister, Veronica Green, Bimini Bamboulash, and Lawrence Jane. Right. And then losers are obviously Taste, Ginny, Tia, Estina, and Ellie. And then I guess the winner, we find out, is Lawrence. Lawrence wins. She gets a badge. A ba- badge. I'm happy for Lawrence. I'm glad she got a win, but I really think Bimini should have won this one. Lawrence, uh, Lawrence did a great job, but Bimini's no. was exciting to me. And like, Lawrence, like hers was like, Bimini's was like, it was, it was way, way more exciting and way more of a moment for me than Lawrence's was. There was, but there were some finishing things that weren't finished on that outfit, I will say for sure. Um, so it wasn't like as clean as it could have been, but the concept was great for Bimini for sure. Lawrence was just like head to toe clean, you know, it was great. So I, I, I would have said Lawrence, yeah. Okay, we have a difference of opinion. We always do. Mm. So the winners go to the back to pull out their big bollocks and then the losers stand on stage and they basically tell Tate and Ellie that they were the best of the worst. And that means the worst were Ginny, Tia, and Astina, who all have a nice little cry moment. Yeah, they all have a nice little cry moment. And what I got to say is what I really like is I'm noticing across the board, like this season and also the season 13, the judges are being very kind and very complimentary. And like, even with Ginny, they're like, Ginny, you tried something new. Like, good for you. You can try this again if you want to, or you can go back to the way you were. Like, you know, like, we love you for whatever you are. Like, there's just so much kindness in their critiques this year. 
And I really see Michelle like making an effort to do that. I think taking out her boobs really just made her a lot more light. You think the boob was poisoning her mind? That it may have been. Oh, she's, she really is like a wicked witch. <laughs> <laughs> it could be though. But listen, I think they're also like recognizing like, you can't tell somebody to change everything. And then the next day, and they're trying that, be like, well, that's not fast enough. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Because they did yeah. that all the time in the past with Max is a great example. Change your red color, go home. There's so many people that they've done this to, like where. Yeah, milk, they did it to milk. Go glamour. Oh, that's, that's not, not, not the kind of glamour we want to see. I mean, it was hideous, but. Not good enough, not good enough, go home. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they're catching up with that in terms of like, okay, give people a little, little bit of time and space if you're asking big, big, big drag changes in their career, basically. Yeah. So we get to the bottom, Ginny. Uh, and so we go untucked, what happens in untucked? Um, oh, well, Veronica and, and Ahura have a little back and forth because, well, first Veronica tells Ahura, like, you made Tasis outfit, so she, so, so you didn't do as well as you could have. And she's like, no, 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 sister. Like, I helped her, and I was very Wait, happy to help her. sister was there, too, wasn't she? Sister, sister. Sister, sister was there. <laughs> <laughs> and she then Ahura's she like... She saw her in the corner of her eye. Wait, sister. <laughs> She goes, oh, sister, there you are. I forgot about you. Um, and then Ahura comes after Tia and says she needs to go home, which makes Veronica upset. Yeah, she really sees nothing in Tia at all. Well, they hate each other, like, from the moment they walked into the workroom. I guess so. I love that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that on the runway, they were really coming for Estina's body because Estina's a body girl. And she's yeah. kind of similar to me in some ways where she's, you know, she's muscular. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of telling, and I just want to say this kind of because it's my point of view too. Yeah. They were basically telling her you need to reproportion your body in certain ways so you don't show off, show off the muscles, whatever. And I get that. And I'm all about proportions. I love proportions. But yeah. we really can't be telling people that like this is a feminine form and this is not a feminine form. Mm-hmm. Women have muscles. Women have all different shapes and sizes. Okay, you cannot say that a woman who is muscular is not a woman. This is true. That always bothers me. That's my point of view on drag. I don't like when I see them saying this stuff to Estina and her shoulders. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. <laughs> Leave her shoulders off alone. Her shoulders. Get off her shoulders. They're fucking amazing bowling ball size shoulders. You get your life, Estina. Yeah. And uh, that's that. And they also called Tia sexy olive oil, which was the funniest thing. And it's so true. Very true. She's, well, she's, and they were saying like to Jordan Dunn, like she's got the same body. She is a model-esque body. She's got, she's like sample size. Yeah. But she's tall and lanky, very, very olive oil. <laughs> she even has like olive oil's like head shape. She 100% does. I love me some olive oil. Mm. I put it in my protein smoothies every day. It's true. You do. Yeah. Lose the voice up. So that's why Tia, the comedy just flows out of uh, Tia coffee. Yeah. So we find Tia, out. Who, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Tia may be a little bit intimidated because Estina says that she's going to bring it on uh, in the lip sync. So whoever goes up against her, have fun. Well, Estina has said this several times. She's very confident. <laughs> She is. Check her CV, she said. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's basically like, if you're in the bottom with me, like you should be ordering your coffin online right now, honey. Yikes. Because I'm a bury you. Mm-hmm. 
So big words, you know, big words. I guess we're back to the runway. We find out who's actually in the bottom, right? Yeah, and their bottom two are Tia and uh, and Estina. So they saved Ginny, which is surprising. I did think Ginny had the worst look, but I appreciate it because she they really were kind of asking the most out of Ginny. So yeah. I felt yeah. Ginny pushed herself the most, and I appreciated that they didn't put her in the bottom for that reason. Well, I, was I will say I preferred to look at Ginny's than to look at Estina's because Ginny's like gave me something to look at. Like the color scheme was really fun. No. No. <laughs> no, this is no, no, no. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this is good. Which is why I love it. Listen, I love bad drag, so this is great. Yeah. Okay, so the bottom's RT and Coffee, much to her chagrin. She is against Estina Medella. They are lip syncing some Dua Lipa. Who, by the uh -huh. way, this, this album is fabulous. This this album that came out last year with Dua Lipa is. I'm, I'm not a big Dua fan until this last album. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love it. It's a fantastic album. Oh, from, from track one to whatever the tracks end, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So they do "Don't Start Now," which was the, the song of the summer. It was the song of the summer, and they basically played the most of the track. Like they're really. They're really extending the lip syncs now. I don't know if Canada Drag started this, but they're really like doing the full lip sync numbers now. Yeah, and I like that. I like seeing all of it. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Actually, I'm sorry. It was the song of the winter. I remember this came out in the winter, like before COVID. Um, but uh, after that correction, we see them lip sync side by side. What was your inter what was your um, reaction to their lip syncs? Uh, well, obviously, we were built up for Estina to deliver something crazy, but it was, I wasn't getting a lot. I was getting like a good lip sync from her. I was, but I wasn't getting that intensity that she was, you know, telling everybody. And I was like, why are you yeah. holding back, girl? <laughs> Show me what you got. And then Tia yeah. was just really selling the song to me and her own kooky. She wasn't hamming it up in this really dumb, like, New York comedy way, I suppose I could say. Like, I was just really engaged with how she was selling it. Yeah. It's also because her face doesn't move, so she has like really subtle jokes. Like her, she's she not going to go big mugging. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mugging. Um, Estina to me felt like it was her like third number in her second set. You know what I mean? Like it felt like because <laughs> in Toronto, when you do drag marathon, you do like four or five numbers in a row, and you do three sets of that. So it felt like to me like the middle of her show. Like like she did a good job but it wasn't the most exciting you're going to get from her. Yeah, I felt that. I was expecting a lot more because she is a dancer, you know, so I was expecting a lot. But she gave me some good moments, I will say. There was a lot of good moments from Estina. But Tia just, like, really took on... The, she really acted the song. Like, that's... You can tell she's an actor, right? Yeah. I really felt it could have gone either way because I think Estina did a really good job of, like, performing it, and then Tia did a really good job of making it fun. This and I re yeah, I didn't know which way it was going to go. This might be one of my favorite lip syncs ever. I was, no, it's I, not. This is not one of your favorite lip syncs ever. I'm not kidding. I can say that if I want to. I don't think you can. <laughs> this is one of my favorite lip syncs ever. I was really into this. Tia is obviously the one going home, and she was fighting for it. And she really came out and like took on this person who's supposed to be a beast at this. I yeah. loved it. I, I love this song. I thought it was amazing. I, this is one of my favorite lip syncs ever. All right. All right. You're going to have it. 
<clears throat> I'm sorry it wasn't a Simone I smize lip sync, but. <laughs> hey, Simone knows what she's doing up there, all right? She makes it exciting. Listen, she's great, but like, this is better. That's all I have to say. Mm, we're going to disagree on that one. <laughs> I love this. And then, of course, the gag is Tia gets her, she's, Shantae, she stays. And the world is shocked, but pleasantly happy. Yeah. It's kind of a moment. I mean, she really was the underdog, but she's kind of coming out. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's really exciting. She's the one that they all called basic. And um, you know what really, really surprised me with the big gag was for me is that after all of Estina's talk, check my CV. You don't want to go up against me. I'm going to bring it. She had a lovely attitude about losing. She was very like, congratulations. You did that. Well done. Thank you for having me. Like, oh. Just a star, the, a star player, a star player. Class act, yeah. what Estina is, absolutely. You know what, you yeah. gotta tell yourself, you gotta put some intimidation in the girls, I get it. Yeah, she did that. But she also was like, all right, good on you. You, you beat me. Sportsmanship, like that, like she, I was really impressed by that because based on her talk, you would think she would have like broken something on her way out, like tearing down the set. But like, <laughs> she was happy. She was like, she was, she had a, a great attitude about it and I'm very happy about that. She had a great attitude. I love this. This was fabulous. This is why I'm loving this season. Is they're they're just performing all 24-7. Never they never stop performing, which is what we want on our TV series. Yeah. And they're showing their hearts and they're showing the personality, and it's we're getting a full package with them. And I'm obsessed with this season. This is one of the most exciting seasons of Drag Race I may have ever seen. It really is. The cast is incredible. The challenges are so much fun. I'm very happy with this season. I'm and I'm very, very happy, happy with Estina's exit line, which is rude. Rude. She came in saying rude. She left rude. <laughs> Wait, did I, she say rude when she walked in? She did. It's her thing. She walked in and said rude? Yeah. What a weird thing to enter with. What's well, her thing? All right. I like it. We all have a thing. Mm, I got a thing on my back. I got to get checked out. Oh, not another mole. <laughs> don't make me connect anymore dots i don't i don't want to know what the image is oh no uh all right so estina is going home it's surprising though because she already won she has a repeater badge she's going home with the badge already so it's a shocker it's a big shocker and tia was the underdog is now rising to the top and that she's rising to the challenge makes it well, she's rising to the top of the bottom i don't know i don't know there's a fire <laughs> there you can tell there's a fire in her panties I don't know. She seemed pretty surprised that she won. Well, I mean, suck on that, Ahura. Suck on that. Yeah. Ooh, Stop sucking on Jason. Suck on that. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm going to knock that dick out of her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cheapers, creepers. I'm feeling very passionate. <laughs> you sure are. All right. That was this week's episode. I Like I said, this is a great season. This is one of my favorite episodes from just the workroom getting to know these girls, the non-binary talk, just everything is just, it's just really been a great episode. Yeah, very happy with it. And a BBC award-winning episode. Yeah, you handed out the award. Yeah, hopefully these girls get paid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, squirrels, make sure you follow us on our podcast, uh, Instagram, Squirrel Talk Podcast, to keep up with all the memes about the episode. And give us a rate, subscribe, uh, all those good things if you can. And check out the Sonar Network for all the other podcasts and our own podcasts for all the, the previous podcasts we've come up with. 
And we will see you next week for uh, Drag Race UK. Oh, wow, we will. Because it's still going. Yeah, and we'll see you tomorrow for season 13. More Drag Race all the time. All right, Squirrel, see you then. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 